Good morning. Today is Sunday, December the 27th. There's only a few more days until the end of the year. And we're looking at our future as still to be uncertain as the current president is unwilling to get off of the throne. And it really is a throne. People really didn't understand or see how it was a throne until he got in there. And then you could understand. The reality is that so many, many, many families don't understand our system that we live in as the system that we live under is called a democracy. But it also says that we have the ability to live under a republic. And what a republic actually does, it just says that all of the states combined get to choose the public policy that they implement based on the standards that are written from the United States government. So it's like our constitution is from United Washington, D.C., basically, or the District of Columbia. And then they, I mean, you know, every state operates by what's written under the United States Constitution. And they say, well, you know, if you need funds or additional funds, what we'll do is we'll create a census. And the census was created, I don't exactly know when, but I do know it exists. And then the census actually helps to support or sustain the individuals living in your state. So if you have lots of poor people or lots of people that have disabilities or lots of people just in general that live there, or you have a few people, we've worked it out so that we can support rural community areas also. But the real reality is, is that people who choose to step up are heard and people who choose to follow are followers and they're herded in different directions. <laughs> oh, they become the herd or whatever. They just have no power because someone else is setting the direction. The real issue of living in America is that we all are relevant. None of us share the same experiences. And none of us are meant to share the same experiences truly. The obligation to understand our ability to thrive and benefit has to do with our mindset, has to do with how we're brought up. And actually because of slavery in this country, black people are behind the ball a little bit, meaning that they are so far out there that the reality is, is that we must ask ourselves truly, 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 are we doing, are we carrying our load? And if we're not, who is responsible for engaging in the conversation about the maintenance of effort. I mean, you know, it's not like we had civil rights always in 1964. You know, Civil Rights Act was passed or somewhere along those lines. They had the Housing and Redevelopment Agency created. They had the Welfare Office created. I mean, you know, we do have a system of services that are provided to all states under the federal opportunity to help provide support and sustainability for communities. But how do you see yourself as an individual, as an American citizen? How valuable are you and how valuable are the children who live in your community? And how are you thinking outside the box to 
to ensure that sustainable options happen for all the people who look like you. And the mere fact that some people have to work, they don't have time to engage in the public process, and there should not be a need as we have organizations that help support sustainable options for local communities like the NAACP and the Urban League and the Urban Chamber. And, you know, going on about, you know, like Sacramento Act was a was an organization. It was a political, it was, it was um, a spiritual or Christian organization that lobbied for human rights. And you have to understand that there are so many different organizations that get money from the federal government to achieve community goals help you you know create sustainable options for your people and it's all about helping to make the world better and that's the generation I come from I come from you know the Obama generation but I guess I'm older and was at the beginning of that because if the glass was half full what more could you combine in it to make the glass fuller or more sustainable or to keep, you know, the economy going. What could you, how could you build there? Not how could you surplant and steal and take away and ensuring that, you know, just concerned about your, you know, the people who look like you. And really, you know, the public education system was really just built on providing sustainable support for all people by the number of children who lived in a community and giving additional money to the children who were targeted for special education or um, other disabilities, health impairments or physical impairments. I mean, you know, the federal government just helps. It doesn't provide all of the money. You know, states have to figure out what they do and what will be their state's revenue or however that works. You kind of understand what I'm talking about? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. It's really irrelevant. As, you know, we have federal organizations to help monitor and support and bring resources to the federal agriculture agricultural, you know, the farm land and, or we have, um, money to help with schools, public services. We have money to help with, you know, health services. And then we have us, the American people, which I can, I can swear on a Bible or if that means something to you, or I can testify in front of a community as I'm testifying now that, there are opportunities to participate in every level of governance that basically exists. And then the higher up you go, the more that you're basically kept out. But guess what? They still don't have the right to close the door. As when we're spending public money, that's money that we all contributed to. The allowance of participation in the man- and the mandatory responsibility to engage everyone in your community is critical. So we can look at our first graders, our children who have managed to make it to kindergarten, but on a whole we need to look at how many children actually live in the community and how well we're accessing to help provide sustainable options for families who are 
basically first responders now who need additional support for child care. And then we have to make sure that we have programs that are, um, you know, sustainable in a manner which they are well kept and with the PPE and people are learning about social distancing. And, you know, we're just changing our culture in America. So, I mean, but you have to understand that right about this moment, there are some people that actually have their children in place in, in schools. And these schools are being run with your money as they are charter schools, not local schools. And they oper- they can operate a little bit differently under the federal mandates. And I guess, you know, for the Christian and uh, those type of organizations, well, they never stopped school. But then we never stopped COVID either, did we? I mean, if we could get everyone to agree to agree or agree to disagree, but for two weeks, slow your roll, we could kick this thing in the ass. But guess what? Because we have so many people that are so independent and they have their own rights to whatever. And yes, you do. Everybody has a right to life. Mm. Or however you may see it. We don't have enough people engaged in ensuring that the maintenance of effort happen for the outcomes of all children. I don't have to speak just for black children as I am an African-American senior citizen. I can say that proudly as I am a living survival and a testament to attempting to try to do good works and take care of my body so that I can continue to share with you, my general public. And as you know, your interests may lie in understanding your personal power or how you can ensure that your child is receiving services is critical because guess what? You're the only one that can help support or sustain your family as you were the one that chose to have the family size and you were the one that chose to bring the children in. And even if you don't understand how the system works, everybody has to get in the game at one time or another, as if you choose not to participate, someone else is deciding what is beneficial to you. And as we can all see that they have created a system in which there is no level of accountability, as there is nothing that drives the numbers for children who are at or below or anything at every grade level. So I could be curious about how well the first graders are transitioning to the expected state outcomes or the, you know, the outcomes of all second graders. Because, you know, every state's supposed to have some kind of testing or materials that demonstrate that they're creating access as they have an opportunity. A responsibility to provide the same level access to all children. But if you have allowed your child to be placed in a program that has no curriculum content standards of what would expect it to be the grade level student achievement, then you're not getting anything. And you say, well, how did that happen? Well, parent, that happened because you didn't know your rights. Mm. And truly, 
you've agreed that your child is somewhat dysfunctional and therefore shouldn't be entitled to the same level of services that their children are entitled to. And as they work to integrate the public school system through the magnet school programs, find out where you are standing as a people in which schools are providing more access to the people who look like you because quite frankly, that's where you want your children to be. Nobody wants their children to be on the sinking ship. I mean, you hear the horn, warning, warning, imminent danger. Didn't we all witness that just yesterday? Where somewhere in Tennessee, there was a bomb placed out on the street to blow up what? To make a statement for what? But guess what? Someone is encouraging division in this country. You know, the one thing about this country was we didn't have a bunch of terrorist people who were not satisfied with being Americans trying to um, blow up other Americans. I'm just really trying to understand and wrap my brain about that. But, you know, when I saw the struggle around Old Town Road, you know, I'm going to take my horse to an old town road. I'm going to ride until I can't no more. And how they didn't want to have that country western singer singing with that young black boy who was actually non-binary, I guess. I have no idea. But he makes a statement that, you know, he makes a statement to his sexual uh, preferences. A lot of people try to push their preferences, but I can say as children from the gay, you know, grades to K-12, the function should not be on their sexuality as they can get that from their families. The function should be on their sustainable skills and what they would have to offer in life and help to produce an area where that child can be productive and be different and make a benefit to itself but actually measuring the maintenance of effort of the work that you're attempting to do or create instead of pretending that it's working because it's not working. And I can honestly attest to it's not working because I can look at the end data for African-American children and understand that it's not that African-American children cannot learn. That's not the issue. It has nothing to do with race issues in America. It has to do with access issues and equity issues in America and the lack of accountability for people who are receiving that money to educate your community and have a real responsibility to do that because you don't have, you only have one opportunity to become, you know, a working class citizen. And that's in your K-12 years. You know what I'm saying? Because after that, they don't really give a hoot about you because uh, you they've moved on. They got by. You know, it's kind of like my oldest son's father. He really never paid child support. 
as I was married part of the time and then the other part of the time eventually I got my own social security disability so his father really never had to pay child support and he says well you know that I, that was my free kid I, I got over it with that one and I'm saying I wish you wouldn't see it like that because the obligation is not to it's not about the money and I never really I feel that as the system stands right now as they're not giving young people opportunities for personal sustainable lives after the 12 years in public education, then to create a a system that's very punitive and has a great deal of responsibility still without creating any really path, no pathway, you know, out of, you know, the responsible efforts that would be going towards creation of real programs and services that work for people in local communities as we help to pay for those. But if we can look and see that it's failed and it's failed miserably, as we look across this nation and we look at the number of homeless people out there, and then understand that the expectation is that as a parent, you're still expected to participate in putting your children in the harvest, you know, planting the seeds of America, because children should be seen as the seeds. That's how I see them. But the harvest that we reap is based on our investment, our ability to invest in young people and hold ourselves accountable for that. And that just doesn't seem to be happening anymore. So when I decided to do this moment of documenting my life, to share, to hope that I can help you empower your life, that you must understand that it is totally your responsibility. And I don't care if you have a child that has so many health issues that most of the coordination has to come from coordinating those efforts within the healthcare system. And the other portion has to come with coordinating educational services through the local city, state, and county programs, but the resources are truly out there. And they have early head start, they have uh, speech and language development, they have social skills, they have all these resources to deal with social inequities. Let's put it like that. But if you have allowed a system to expand and develop, which created different pathways and different options and opportunities for children, then you're not you're denying certain children the right to due process because you're denying them the right to benefit from the same level of educational strategies and options as their same age peer who may not or may have a disability. And that's just the reality. And that's what IDEA 2004 identified, that as the federal government wishes you to create additional support for children with disabilities. We're going to give you additional money for help train your staff and help create this support strategies for the people that live within your community. So you just have to apply for the money. But if you have people who don't know how to coordinate services and don't know how services should be coordinated, and people who have divided and separated the resources as they don't exist any other way other than the way that they are presented and that's limited because there's really no coordinated services that I can find in the state of Nevada 
that would represent the outcomes or the maintenance of effort that we would all experience. But you know how people do it. They feel that they have a right to do it the way they want to do it. Says, hey, this is Battleborn. And so many of the resources, I hate to tell you, that I found out there, or so many of the state reports that I found, do not address the disaggregated information between races. And so the real deal is, is that irregardless of who is being counted and how they're counting people to demonstrate that the efforts of education and educating all children has been basically aligned with the federal standards and that, you know, everyone has the same opportunity. Well, it just hasn't been successful here in the state of Nevada. And what I find so unusual is that the reports, the end of year reports and all the information that they actually provide to the federal government as to how well they're providing services to children who would qualify for the additional support. Well, those pro- those reports are incomplete. I mean, they're just missing information about people who look like you. And so when I start going on all of the reports that Nevada basically uploads and puts out there on the web. And I understand that when they start talking about support for African-American children, well, maybe there's African-American or black listed in the document two or three times, but no, no targeted support for those communities who lack um, the cultural relevance that would help to regain development in their community as the historic West side. And as a resident in moving to Las Vegas and being here for three years, trying to understand the uh, area that's developed out there in the historic West side and understand that the resources and everything that's going on out there is really not tied together and coordinated to help uplift people who live within that area. Cause there's really no accountable maintenance of effort for the money as the programs are just developed for services and not to ensure that accountability or the maintenance of the federal laws of the required effort of maintenance of effort for receiving the Title I money and who it should target and who it should support. Yeah, and still they have those programs that are alternative, alternative schools. And the alternative schools just keep changing uh, what changes over them. I guess they just change and get a new board or or they, no, they change the principal at the school. They make some changes, you know what I'm saying? Because if you get the federal money and you're failing you're in program improvement, you have to make changes and you have to submit those changes to a governing board that you're operating under. And then they have to approve the changes, but they're supposed to be working with you to ensure that access is really happening for the children. But if we're looking at only the data and attempting to understand where the conversation is leading, and the people who just who are supposedly providing support for those children who look like you decide that they don't want to talk to you anymore. They're just not going to talk. When I'm here to say that the conversation is relevant and that more people need to understand that they need to be asking questions about the support that's actually being provided and can be demonstrated that the children are benefiting from. As we know across America, so many African-American children are far, far below basic and below basic. And what that means is that whenever you stop learning, 
that there is no catch-up. And it's unfortunate that you, there ain't no catch-up in public education. There's just no catch-up. And if you understand what I'm saying, meaning that once you're behind, you're always behind. And because every year starts anew at a new level, without going back to catch you up where you were, where you fell off, then they just start documenting you as being below basic and not at grade level. And then that wipes away their accountable, their accountability to the whole offer of a free and appropriate public education because then they just start documenting what you won't do and how you refuse to do it. And this is so relevant when you look at how Nevada actually wrote their attendance policies or their truancy laws in regards to children who miss minutes in time had nothing to do with the district creating foundational support for children and measuring how well the children are doing or nothing like that. No, there's a huge thing that really comes and talks about if you don't get enough minutes in here, then you can't possibly qualify for a regular traditional high school diploma that meets the requirements to go to the junior college. But even if you get to the junior college, doesn't mean that you're at grade level. No, people are graduating and trying to go to to uh, the two-year, and it's turning into a six-year you know, experience, I guess, because the children are just not academically prepared to, you know, to participate. And how do the, how do the GACs actually offer services? It, I would say that, you know, most of the services that junior colleges offer for children or individuals who are far below basic is to just figure out where their skills and talents, where their skills and talents are and allow them to enroll in a vocational program, one that would help create a sustainable, responsible opportunity for them to sustain the you know the children that they that they make but do it through a program i mean do it through a program to where there's a maintenance of effort and a required monitoring and a requirement to participate in community as we're understanding the maintenance of effort is real and everybody's voice counts but if you're one of those people who just really don't know anything about anything never really thought about anything about anything then you are just relevant. You're the people that I'm trying to target. You're the people that are and have been the harvest forever who don't see yourself relevant as the harvest. The harvest, what am I talking about? That's why every, that's why nobody can have an abortion in America because we count the number of people who are born live births in America and then we allot money, you know, for the whole number of years, what, 20, 23 years, up to 23 years of additional support from the federal government by the number of children who are born in poverty and who need all these additional services. And then with the public engagement and oversight and of how the funds are utilized, then we allow the public to basically participate in selecting third-party providers to partner with us to help ensure that access is happening for all children. But, you know, if we have third-party providers that don't even let you in, (laughs) oh, something's just wrong there. You really should have an opportunity to engage in the conversation about what's happening and what's not happening for the children who look like you in any community that you live in, as an individual, as an American citizen. I'm saying take back your power. I'm saying 
do look into your neighbor's hood school because all that information should be online as to how well they're providing support for all the children. And if there's a need, then please volunteer. But you have to be able to read what, what they're doing and, and you have to be able to identify with the supports and if the supports are working or not. But as they've been allowed to do here, it's just to continue to promote children through social promotion. It's troubling as we are paying for resources that we're not benefiting from for community, for our community, the African-American community. We have to understand that we have to level up and educate yourself and then start to participate And then you don't have to really go to public meetings, but you can watch public meetings on the internet and inform yourself, stay informed, and like, subscribe, and follow me on Anchor. This is Darlene Anderson with your half an hour of parent empowerment and looking forward to come to you again with more thoughts of our, the days that we're living during this revolution. And so until we meet again. I'll say like, subscribe, follow me on Anchor. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. And, you know, go back over the years because I cannot possibly talk about all the things that I've been, had the ability to participate in as a citizen. So until we meet again, this is Darlene Anderson. I'm signing out. Follow me. Thank you.